Hello and welcome to the Top Notch Podcast. I'm your host, JP. I've been in and out of the fitness industry for over 15 years. I have learned a lot. I've lost a lot, gained a lot. All of those things. I've gained a lot of experience. And hopefully by sharing that experience with you, I can help you achieve your goals sooner, faster and with less pain points than you're currently experiencing. In today's podcast, I'm once again talking to myself because that's the same thing to do. And what I'm going to talk about today is the gym industry and why so many of the workouts that you see out there aren't appropriate and will probably end up getting you hurt. Alrighty, so before we go forward any further, just to be clear, my goal is to be positive, encouraging and uplifting in this podcast. And although sometimes titles and introductions to topics might seem a little bit negative, that is not my intent. (laughs) It is simply to grab your attention, to slap you around the face and think, hey, why is he saying that? And then, skadoosh! blast you with some positivity and action steps for going forward. Now, today we're looking at, is what you're doing appropriate with regards to your health and fitness? Whether it's the current diet you're on, whether it's your current exercise program, and there's many examples we could use of both. I'm sure we've all heard of the Atkins diet, which when it first came out, I remember. It was crazy. I maybe don't remember when it first came out, but I remember it coming back with a vengeance. And people were like, this is amazing. I'm getting incredible results. This is fantastic. And somebody passed out, but it's okay. And these sort of things. Until we suddenly realized, actually, it's probably not smart for many people to do that thing. The same thing happens all the time, especially with crazy diets. But even more so, and even more prolifically with our exercise regimes and workouts. Now, disclaimer, I owned and ran a CrossFit affiliate for over five years. I am a fan of the CrossFit method. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been doing what I was doing. I believe it is very powerful and can work incredibly well. However, for a lot of people... It needs to be done really well. And when I say really well, the coaches need to be really switched on and do things very well. The trouble is, the CrossFit method has now become so popular, it is being used in lots of places. Whether they call it CrossFit or like cross training or functional training or whatever, a lot of the basic concepts and ideas come from CrossFit. I mean, CrossFit's stolen from elsewhere. There are no new ideas anymore. Just lots of rehashes and stuck together and surrounded in the same thing. I have my own thing that I do. It is a combination of a number of different exercises and programs. And it's phenomenal. But it's not a brand new idea. Anyway, we might talk about that later. So, why might something not be appropriate for you? Well, first we have to consider... Why, why are we doing what we're doing? 
I used to get frustrated. I would sit down with people initially for about an hour and talk with them about what their life looks like at the moment and what they want it to look like. And part of that was was to try and help them to get them to the point where they realise what it was that they wanted. Sometimes it, it wasn't for them to sign up to the gym and that was great. I told them that. I said, look, you know what? The problems that you have aren't fitness related. They're not health related. They're social related. You need a social circle and you can get that here. That's cool. That's fine. But you might be better served getting that social aspect somewhere else. And why that's important is that we can kid ourselves into doing something we don't like. Trying to get something that we do. So if you want a new social circle. For example, say say you want somebody to hang out with that you can go camp with. Or you want to go to the beach and walk up and down. Or you want to go travelling with or things like that. You'd probably be better served reaching out to your current network of people. And saying, hey look. Here's what I want to do. Does anyone want to come along with me? Because it might surprise you who, who says yes. Rather than going somewhere and going, look, if I meet these cool people, well, maybe one of them will want to do it. We'll try your own place first. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. Come on, focus. We're looking at gyms, exercises, and all that kind of good stuff. So the first thing is to establish why is it you're doing what you're doing. If it actually truly is because you want to get healthier, lose weight, gain strength, whatever those things are. And you need to do that at a gym or with some sort of exercise program. The process is the same. Figure out what it is you're trying to achieve first. Okay, so I'm going to use myself. I have probably been fitter in my life than I ever need to be. Okay, I was a full-time athlete for a long time. I reach levels of fitness I, I just will never need in, in day-to-day life. I probably need to get a little bit more robust. I tend to pick up injuries relatively easily because I have a high capacity, but not as much structure. And over the past five years, realistically, my training has been very uh, broken. Uh, it's been on and off, up and down, depending on many variables. Anyway, so when I go look for a program or when I'm designing a program I'm really trying to tailor that to what I need which is to become more resilient so making sure all the small muscles are doing what they need to do to support my joints that my joints have full range of motion that my big muscles then can continue to work and that I'm tackling some strength imbalances which I got from doing the same activity for 10 plus years if you know what it is you want to achieve it's much simpler than to find something that's appropriate for you when you do go to sit down say for example you're sitting down to somebody to talk this through whether it's a trainer or whether you're reading the the blurb on a new program you gotta figure out First of all, does it serve your needs? Is it going to get you what you want? The second thing to do then is figure out, can that do that with your own parameters? So for some people, they can only train three days a week. So they need to know that the program that they're going to do is actually going to work in that time frame, in that time limit. 
Then we've got to figure out, do you have any existing exercise history? Whether it's, I severed my leg and it was stitched back together, but uh, I have limited range in that leg. And as a consequence, my hip is out of alignment. My spine is all jacked up. All the nerves kind of have been affected. I haven't worked out. I've scoliosis, like the whole list of things. That needs to be taken into consideration because some people are prepared to cope with, to help with that and some people aren't prepared to help with that. And I don't just mean like they want to. I mean they are mentally and physically and uh, knowledgeably <laughs> able to help. Oh, it was awful. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, so that's the next step is to figure out can the program deliver what it needs to deliver bearing in mind your lifestyle and constraints and stuff travel times all that kind of stuff then it's worth figuring out do you need to do it in person or do you need to do it at home i think what covid has taught all of us is that it is smart to have our resources at home that allow us to do basic uh, health maintenance on ourselves so we all know that we can take care of our own food that's cool sweet but do we have a have a basic ability to maintain range of motion, to uh, get our heart rate up, to do all these things? The answer is yes. Do we do it? Not necessarily. But that might be because we've signed up for something else that isn't preparing us, bearing in mind those constraints. Oh my goodness, tangents, JP, tangents, focus. Right. <laughs> and then the final thing to consider uh, is, yes, you can do these things at home, but do you really just want to do them at the gym? Do you want to go somewhere that has other people to have a little bit of accountability? Bearing in mind that that accountability is both a strength and a weakness. Because by becoming reliant on other people, uh, you can actually create a barrier for yourself. And you'll only go if certain people go. Or uh, you realise that if you just don't go, <laughs> they're not going to come asking. Anyway. Hi, hi, hi. So we've got some basic parameters set out. Next thing then is looking at the people who are making the programs. What gives them the right or the authority to make these programs? Is it just Joe Bloggs who's been to the gym for years and has done a few other workouts and he'll write you one and it'll be sweet? Please don't. Just just don't do that. I know people who just... No, let's stop that, please. I wouldn't go to a dental surgery and start picking up a drill and stick it into my teeth because I watched a YouTube video. No. No, I don't want to... No. And yet we'll do the same, th we'll do the same thing, effectively, for health and fitness. It is worth paying people good money for their experience. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and part of that is if you can track their experience and their knowledge base, uh, you can f you can help figure out if it's going to get you where you want to go to. So a couple of things to ask would be, uh, where's my list? I made a list. I know. Check this out. I actually prepared and I can't find the information. Um, 
things that you should ask out about are their track record. So how many people have they helped? Um, how many have succeeded? How many have failed? Now, they could just lie to you, but, you know, a lot of people hopefully will be truthful. Also worth asking how long, on average, it takes people to achieve the results that, they're tra- that you're trying to find. Both of those questions can reveal a lot about the trainer because if they start to fumble around and they're not sure of their numbers, they're either unprepared, they don't know those numbers, but but you can read their body language and you can you can find that out. Um, and that gives you then confidence either in the person or in the program to know that it's going to work for you or not. It is worth bearing in mind though, taking the time to figure this stuff out before you go is important. I worked in the, I worked as a gym owner, as a coach, as a salesperson. There are some very good salespeople out there who can easily talk you into doing something that isn't right for you and isn't going to serve your needs. Make sure you've done your due diligence. If you just like the person, that's cool. That's great. But understand why it is that you're signing up for what you do. That's that's the basic summary. And there are a lot of very competent, very experienced uh, trainers, health professionals, all that kind of good stuff out there. Whether it's nutrition, whether it's mindset, whether it's exercise, whatever. They are there. They can be hard to find. Sometimes they're not hard to find. But in general, they will charge for their time because you're buying their experience. It is worth paying good money for good people. In the same way, if you're buying a coat, you could buy a 15-pound coat and it'll probably rip in six months. So you buy another 15-pound coat, there's 30 pounds. You've just bought yourself a 30-pound coat, but it rips in six months. And you do the same over and over and over again. A, it's wasteful on coats. There's a lot of stuff going to landfill. But also, you could have just bought, say, a 90-pound coat and it lasts you over 10 years. I was just saying to my wife today, that I've had a coat for over 10 years, so it's worked out about a tenner a year. That's pretty darn cheap, because the return on investment was huge, because it's lasted a long time. The same thing goes if you pay good money for the person who's the right fit for your needs, they'll be able to educate you, and that then you'll have the knowledge and the experience. You don't want someone who's just going to do the thing for you, or like spoon feed you. Ideally, they'll give you the information, but they'll also give you the how and the why so that you're empowered to continue making the decisions you need to make, to make uh, smart decisions going forward. And then whenever your needs change, which they will because life changes, then you are able to move on to the next uh, area that needs worked on and continue to self-manage the area that you've helped with before. Now, these are getting more rambly. They're getting longer and I don't want that. I want them to be concise. I want them to be focused. So if you want to hear more concise and focused podcasts from me, please consider subscribing. I will uh, endeavor to do my best to keep them on track. And if you have any questions, shoot them through. I'd love to do a Q&A section at the end of some of these to help you with your specific needs and get you closer to your goals. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Have an awesome day. Cheerio.